Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the outpouring, what we call the VIP worship, first fruits worship experience for Real Power AME Church, where our pastors, the Reverend Dr. Harold B. Hayes Jr. Good morning, good morning. Come on in, people of God. Welcome to the outpouring. We have come to worship God. We've come to magnify Him. We've come to glorify God. Hallelujah. If you are here, come on, shoot some comments in there so that we can know that you are here. We serve a mighty God. That's our opening worship song today. This is our declaration of faith with so much going on and for so much uncertainty for so many people as we even prepare as a nation to vote with all the prophetic words and pronostication of what they say is going to happen, the unrest, this, that, and the other. But I declare we serve a mighty God. We serve a faithful God. And God holds all power in his hand. There's none to compare. Can y'all hear me? We serve an amazing God. Good morning, Sister Crystal. Good morning, Sister Camille. Girl, you up early this morning. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Lisa. Congratulations. Amen. Good morning, Sister Tracy. We serve an awesome God, a mighty God, a powerful God. This is what I like. He rules and reigns over everything. He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Woo! He rules and reigns over everything, y'all. So don't get discouraged. Don't give up. God is still on the throne and God is still reigning. God has all power and no one compares to our God. This is the day, y'all, that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. And be glad in it, y'all. That's a choice. That's a choice that we get to make. God has allowed us the gift of another day. So let's praise God. Let's glorify him. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, Reverend Demetrius. Good morning, my dear. This is the day that the Lord has made. Come on, y'all. We serve a healer. Can y'all hear it? Are y'all worshiping with me? Can y'all hear it? <laughs> we serve a healer. Hey, good morning, Sister Tawan. God is a healer, healing our heart and mind. Can I get a witness? Anybody, amen, in worship this morning, know that we serve a healer. Oh, man, here we are, a strong tower. <laughs> the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run into it, and they are saved. Come on, y'all. You're worshiping with me this morning. We serve a mighty God, a healer, a strong tower, a way maker. Hallelujah. We serve a way maker. Yeah. Come on, y'all. Testify with me this morning that we serve a mighty God, a healer, a way maker. Come on, y'all. A strong tower. We serve God is still a way making God, y'all. Amen. Go out, vote, do what you need to do. But God holds all power in his hand. 
No one compares. We serve a mighty God. Hallelujah. Well, welcome again, y'all, to the outpouring, what we call the First Fruits Worship Experience for Real Power AME Church, where our pastors, the Reverend Dr. Harold B. Hayes Jr. Amen. We say this is a VIP experience. Amen. You know how that is. Very important persons. You are very important. Hallelujah experience in the presence of God and with one another. Did you say good morning to your neighbor? Say good morning to your neighbor. Good morning, Sister Renee. Hallelujah. Good morning, Minister Terrence. Hallelujah. I'm praising with you. God is working in all things technology out for real power, and we are grateful to God for that. Hallelujah. Amen. Just one more time, y'all. We are grateful to God for another day. And guess what? God has brought us to a brand new month. Happy November, everybody. It is Sunday, November the 1st, 2020, a day we've never seen before and a day we'll never see again. So you might as well get the most, make the most out of this gift of the day that God has given us. Hallelujah. We thank you, God, for another day. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for touching us and allowing us to get up and not just get up, but with a mind and a means to worship God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, come on. If anybody wants that song, that song is by Chicago Mass Choir. Their latest CD is Church, y'all. It is fire and it is a blessing. So thank you for joining me this morning. Hallelujah. Good morning, Sister Gwen. It's good to know that you are up and worshiping with us this morning. Good morning, Sister Brown Barnes. Good morning, everybody. So let's move in now while worship service. Not only it is, is this a brand new month, this is the first Sunday of a brand new month. We get to renew our covenant with God, remembering the sacrifice and the blood that Jesus shared for us. We get to remember it. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. So it is communion Sunday. So in case you forgot, go run and get your bread, your cracker, your something, your juice, because we are going to celebrate the communion today and the gift that God has given us in his son, Jesus Christ. And we are grateful for it. Anybody grateful? I'm just thankful today. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I'm appreciative. I'm grateful for the opportunity to worship. I'm grateful that you are worshiping with me this morning. I am grateful to God for his keeping power. Hallelujah. Let's worship this morning. Let's call ourselves to worship. Good morning, Sister Jones. Good morning. Our uh, call to worship comes from Psalms 95 verses 1 through 7, King James Version. Psalms 95 verse 1, the New King James Version. And it says, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to God with thanksgiving. Let us sing praises and psalms to God. For the Lord is a great God, a great King above all gods. God holds in God's hands the depths of the earth and the mightiest mountains. The sea belongs to God, for God made it. God's hands form the dry land too. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker, for God is our God. We are the people God watches over the flock under God's care. 
Isn't that good news this morning? Isn't that a reason to praise our God? Good morning, Sister Jackie. That is such an amazing call to worship, y'all. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come to God with thanksgiving. Let us sing psalms and praise to God for the Lord is a great God. Then we just sing that this morning. We serve a mighty God, a great King above all gods. That God holds all power in God's hands and no one compares. There's a whole lot of people out there that think they are in charge and think they have power but they are not God and they are not greater than our God. So we have nothing to fear. Hallelujah. Because our God is a great God and God is watching over us and keeping us and protecting us. Amen. Hallelujah. That's some good news right there. Hallelujah. Let's pray. God, we honor you today. This is the day that you have made. And we come to acknowledge that you are God and God all by yourself. Beside you, there is no other. We come to acknowledge you as the creator of all, the sustainer and keeper of all. We come to acknowledge you, hallelujah, that you are God and beside you, there is no other other. I think I just need to keep saying that today for whatever reason, God, we thank you that you are the one true and living God. You are holy. You are righteous and you are just. You are a caring God. You are a loving and forgiving God. And we come to worship you this morning. We come asking God, even as we prepare to renew our covenant with you, that you would forgive us of all of our sins, all of the ways that we have fallen short of your standard for us, for your expectation of us. We ask that you would forgive us for any thoughts, any words, any actions that we have committed or said or done that does not reflect your glory. And God, we thank you that even as we ask that you cleanse us and prepare our hearts and minds to renew our covenant with God, we thank you that your word says that we have but to confess and that you are just and you are righteous to forgive us of all of our shortcomings and failings. God, thank you that we stand in that forgiveness on today. And we ask God for your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, be present with us as we worship. Open our hearts and our minds and our spirits to receive all that you have for us today. Knit us together, even over technology. God, meet the needs of your people like only you can, God. God, increase our faith, increase our insight, increase our ability to know that you are present. We thank you. Anything that is done today, let it all be for your glory. We thank and praise you in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Well, I'm so excited about the word this morning. God has really been blessing us at Real Power with the word of God. God is doing something with us, shifting, changing, empowering us, renewing our minds as we receive the word of God in this fourth quarter of 2020. It is almost unbelievable 
what we have gone through in 2020. Nobody could have ever thought it, right? But God has brought us to this point, even in the midst of everything that's going on in the world, even in our hearts and our minds and our own homes. We are so grateful for the word of God. And God has been increasing our faith. Come on, y'all, helping us to release our faith as we stand on the word of God. Our theme for the year has been living the legacy and leaving a legacy, seed, root, tree, fruit. And in this final quarter, we're talking about fruit. That thing that is the result of your actions, of your thoughts, it's what you produce. Hallelujah. It's the manifestation of all that you are, all that you think, all that you do, fruit. And so we've been teaching in the outpouring. We've gone from focus faith. Now our sermon series for this last quarter is fruitful faith. Oh my God, fruitful faith. Yeah, that means what is our faith producing? And I don't know about you, but I want my faith to be fruitful. I want it to produce something right? And really, that's the only way that people know what we believe, by the fruit, by the evidence, by the manifestation of what we believe and what we think. My God, I'm so grateful to God. God, have your way with this word on today. So as we continue in our series, somebody put it in that chat, Fruitful Faith. That's our series. As we continue in this series this morning, I want to talk about fruitful in every season, fruitful in every season. We're taking it from Psalms 1, which literally is the foundation scripture for our yearly theme. Psalms 1, 1 through 3. Fruitful faith. I'm going to read it first in the New King James Version. It says, blessed is the man and woman. It don't say that, but that's that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm giving us some inclusive language, right? Blessed is the man and woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but their delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the Lord's law, they meditate day and night. Verse three says, and they shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also also shall not wither and whatever they do will prosper. But of course, you know, I have to go on over to another translation. So I want to read it to you in the Passion Translation. It says, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. That'll preach all by itself, right? They won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner seat. Their pleasure and passion is remaining true to the word of I am meditating day and night in the true revelation of light. Verse three says, they will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their life. 
They are never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. <laughs> Hallelujah. Aren't you glad that God's word literally will preach itself? How powerful is that? Verse three in Psalms one in the Passion Translation again says, they will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of their life. They are never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. Woo, somebody say fruitful in every season. Fruitful in every season. Come on, this, this fruitful faith series has been blessing my life. It has been encouraging me. It has given me new strength. It's given me new hope and new power. Um, it's given me, uh, put fire up under the purpose that God has for me because I am determined to live a life that produces fruit, to tap into everything that God has planted on the inside of me, hallelujah, so that I will not just live the legacy that has been left for me by my mom, by my grandparents, by my ancestors, names that I don't even know to call, but that I will leave a legacy in the earth as well, that there will be fruit from my life of faith right? Hallelujah. And so we know then that to be faithful, this is what we talked about in fruitful faith, that to be faithful means to, to be fruitful, I'm sorry, means to be productive. To be fruitful means to be productive. That fruit is the product or result of our thinking and acting. Fruitful faith then means that the seed of my faith planted in the will of God is abundantly producing a kingdom harvest. I'm making that declaration over my life and I'm making it over yours too. Won't you receive it? That fruitful faith means that the seed of my faith planted in the will of God is abundantly producing a kingdom harvest. <laughs> Amen. We started with fruitful faith. That was our first sermon in this series. Then we went on to the victory is yours, right? And then elevate your weaponry. And we closed out October with the pastor's prayer request as we celebrated our pastor's 20th anniversary. Oh man, what a blessing it was. Thank you everybody who celebrated with us. If you missed that service, go to our Real Power Facebook page, pull it up and watch it again. Matter of fact, you can pull up any of these sermons and watch them again. So today we're going to continue in our series with fruitful in every season. This season that we're in right now, y'all, not just this fall season that we're in, but this season in the earth, in the world, Man, it should give all of us pause and a reason to reflect on our lives and ask ourselves some probing questions. Like, what does my life look like right now? Do you know you can get so busy living your life that you don't even take a minute to reflect and look around at what your life is manifesting? What does your life look like right now? 
And how about this one? What has the challenges of this season shown me about myself? <laughs> you know, it's easy for us to look at other people and to point fingers at other people and judge what other people are doing. How about looking in the mirror, you and I looking in the mirror and asking ourselves, what has the challenges of this season, y'all? And clearly this season is challenging us on every side, on every hand, right? What is this season showing me about myself? In other words, we should be looking for insight and wisdom. What is it that my life is showing? What does my life look like right now? And does it reflect what I really believe? Or does it reflect what I wanted to believe? The truth of the matter, when I took some time to reflect on, you know, what my life looks like right now and what has the challenges in this season shown me about myself, I realized that I have not made it this far by myself. I certainly have not made it this far in my own wisdom. I had to lean on God. And I realized that the only reason I've made it this far in this season from March until now, and even beyond before that is because of the word of God. <laughs> and here's the thing, y'all. I need insight. I need wisdom. We all need insight and wisdom. Matter of fact, the word of God says, if you need wisdom, just ask for it and God will give it to you freely. And here's the thing, people of God, as you reflect, not if you reflect, but as you reflect, the spirit is encouraging us not to do it in a vacuum but to look to the word of God for the insight that we need. Hallelujah. And the insight that we need, once we look at our, our lives and determine if it is in alignment with our creator, <laughs> we need to look at our lives and determine whether we are in alignment with the creator. And we need to constantly go to God's words to realign ourselves. That's what we come to worship for. We come to worship, y'all, not just to be cute, but to make sure we are in alignment with God's word. When we come, it is like a realignment. It's like taking your car. When your car starts driving rough and it seems like you're having a hard time with your steering wheel, sometimes it's because your wheels <laughs> are not in alignment. There's four and they all need to be in alignment so that your ride is smooth, right? So when we come to worship, when we pray, when we seek God, what we are doing is realigning or making sure we are in alignment with God and God's word, because that is what we need to make sure we're living a life that is productive producing fruit. Man, and can I tell you, our text is an excellent place to start when we are reflecting and not reflecting in a vacuum, just looking in ourselves for it, right? But we have to look to God's word when we're looking for insight and to wisdom on how to live in this day and time. Our text begins in the book of Psalms. It's the first book that begins what we sometimes call the Psalter or the Psalm book of the nation of Israel, Psalms. It, it really is, the Psalms are really a book of instruction, right? And direction. 
written by many authors. Some people think just David, but it wasn't just David. It was some prophets and it was the priests and it was the worship leaders that wrote uh, the Psalms, right? They, and they, they go the gamut from wisdom to instruction, right? To praise and to worship. But can I tell you, it really all is wisdom for living. Come on, y'all. Amen. It is wisdom for living. The book of Psalms is the beginning. And the Psalms is, is separated by five sections, right? And this is the first one, the first of the five. And it clearly gives us immediately off the off the bat, out the gate, right? It gives us wisdom and insight to living. What does it say? It says, blessed is the man and woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Hallelujah. What the Passion Translation says, what delight. And it really says blessed, right? It's almost like the Beatitudes, right? Blessed, favored, happy is the one who comes and follows God's ways. Man, can I tell you just that first sentence is so powerful to me. Blessed, happy, fortunate is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. I love it. I, I'm jumping back and forth, y'all, between the two translations because I want us to really get this. What delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? who follows God's ways. And then it goes on to say, they won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. Man, can I tell you, there's some wisdom and insight right there. If you want to be fruitful in every season of your life, you don't even have to know every scripture. If you start right there, this will help you. This will help you. And this helped me, right? In other words, in order for us to get to verse three, we can't skip verse one and verse two. <laughs> the text is telling us this is how you are fruitful in every season of your life. Number one, it says what? Don't walk in step with the wicked. What does that mean? And that means, and, and, and King James Version says, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, in order for us to produce fruit in every season, we need to be mindful of the company we keep and who we allow to influence us. I know we like to think that we are so strong and we got it all together, but can I tell you, when you spend time with people, they will inevitably rub off on you. <laughs> you will realize that you are saying things that you heard those persons say. The people that you spend the most time around are the people who have the most influence on you. 
And I'm telling you, I know we like to say, oh, no, I got my own mind. And I, you know, I think for myself, I'm here to tell you, if you spend time, enough time with people over and over again, they will rub off on you. They will influence you. And you need to understand that, right? We need to understand that. We need to not think more highly of ourselves than we are. You can even watch a movie or a series over and over and that stuff will get in you. It will it will begin to alter the way you think. And God is saying, if you're not careful, if my word is not what's priority, if my word is not what you spend, come on, y'all, more time in whatever you spend your time in, whoever you spend your time with is what will influence you. And God says to us today through his word, hallelujah, that we need to be careful of the company we keep. <laughs> hallelujah. And do not be influenced, right? Do not seek wisdom from those who are not in life union with God, for those who are not following God's ways. Oh my God, y'all, can I tell you, you even have to be careful. I know it's important for us to watch the news and make sure we're up on current events and what's happening. But you even need to take a break from the news because it will seep into your spirit. And before you know it, you're talking fear and doom and gloom because that's what you heard. Come on, y'all. Do not seek wisdom from those who are not in life union with God. And you got to spend enough time in God's word to know and recognize when you're being influenced, when your words are not God's words, when your thoughts are not God's thoughts. Oh, y'all, can I tell you that's some good word right there. Hallelujah. Do not seek wisdom from those who are not in relationship with God, who are not in, come on y'all, life union with God who are not depending on their own wisdom for living. We, right, and real power believe that true wisdom, come on, y'all, and real power belong to God. And from God, we learn how to live and what to live for. Then what does it say? It says, nor stands in the path of sinners. If we want to be fruitful in every season of our lives. We cannot follow the same path or ways of those who are not in relationship with God. In other words, we can have mentors. We can have people we admire. Hallelujah. But we cannot follow the path that they follow if their path is not being directed by God. We can admire people and want to do, amen, some of the things that they might be doing. But can I tell you, their path might not be your path. So you cannot follow the path of those who are not following God. Woo! I have to be careful because there are so many people that I admire as I walk this life of faith, as I attempt to do all that God has called me to do, I cannot go and follow the path and then make excuses for following, hallelujah, a path that somebody else is following because it looks like they are being successful. You can only follow the path that God has laid out for you. Amen. Do not. This is the word of God, y'all. It says, do not follow the same path or ways of those who are not in relationship with God. 
<laughs> Sometimes we're wondering why we're struggling and why we're going through what we're going through. It might be because we're trying to do the same things that other people do and then make excuses for why they're doing what they're doing and then make excuses for why we're doing what we're doing. Oh, because we're looking at the end result because it looks like Amen. They may be succeeding. But can I tell you, do not be fooled. Hallelujah. Everything that glitters is not gold. So you cannot follow the path that somebody else is taking just because it looks like, hallelujah, they have what you want or they're doing what you want to do. Oh my God. God is saying to us today, do not do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say, follow the steps that God has for you. Amen. Hallelujah. And then what does it say? Because, you know, sometimes we act like we don't know what we need to do, y'all. And, and we act and we feign like we're ignorant and we don't know. Sometimes we, we really don't. But guess what? God says, come to me, come to my word, and I will show you how to live. And this text is so amazing because it is showing us how to live. Hallelujah. It says what? Do not seek wisdom from those who are not in life union with God. Do not follow the same path or ways of those who are not in life union or relationship with God. And then it says, and nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Oh my God. In other words, do not entertain or become one who mocks the things of God. Y'all, I know we need to laugh every now and then. We need to, you know, sometimes the funniest thing is the church. And we find so many things to laugh about in church and church people. I, I'm not talking about, you know, not taking ourselves so seriously and finding some things, amen, to laugh about and even make a little fun of and just, right? But I'm talking about not slipping over into mocking the things of God. Now, being around people or allowing people to say things about God and the things of God that you know they should not be saying, right? Or that you know is not true, right? Hallelujah. In other words, do not be arrogant. Do not let ego govern your spirit, right? Don't become a doubter. Do not entertain. I'm going to say it again. Do not entertain or become one who mocks the things of God. Man, can I tell you, uh, uh, sometimes there can be people who even confess God who mocks the things of God, right? That they are so arrogant that they believe that they even know more than God, right? That it's okay to say, right, that you're a believer, but then don't live anything like God is requiring us to live. Man, I, I don't want to slip into arrogance. I don't want to slip into ego. I don't want to be one who entertains or becomes one who mocks the things of God. Y'all, can I tell you, I, I want to make sure that I am honoring, respecting, and loving the things of God, God's word, prayer, right? I don't want to minimize the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to be one who acts as if God is not God. Hallelujah. I want to be able to be fruitful in every season of my life right? So then those are the things that the text tells us not to do, 
right? In order for us to then be what verse three says. This is so amazing to me. It says, when you find yourself in those situations where you can choose to do those things, but then you choose not to do those things, then this is what we have to look forward to. It says, when you do that and your pleasure and passion is remaining true to God's word or otherwise your delight is in the law of the Lord and in it you meditate day and night. Now, here's the thing. None of us have time to read God's word all day and all night. That's not really what it's saying to us. What it's really saying is make God's word priority in your life. And not only that, let it push you to action to maturity, to growth in your faith and your walk with God. When we spend time in God's word, when we meditate on God's word, and really the text and the the, the Hebrew word for this is to, sometimes it says literally, it's like a, a rocking or it's a repeating of God's word over and over again. And then the next translation of it says, not just that, but then it's an active doing of God's word. So it's not just meditating, not just reading it or not just hearing it, but it is then living it. It is then allowing it to get down so far in your spirit and your soul and your mind that you then have action behind what you're reading. It is the growing. It is the evolving. It is the learning. It is the maturing in God's word that matters. Amen. That we are happy. We delight in God's word, in the law of God's word, in what God's word is saying to us, that it spurs us to action, that we then begin to, come on y'all, produce fruit. Hallelujah. I know sometimes God's word is uncomfortable. It is challenging to us. Hallelujah. But it is the word that we need to mature and to grow and to evolve and to walk. Come on, y'all, confidently as a child of God, to live confidently as a child of God. And then what is the result of that? What is the result of not Come on, y'all, walking with the ungodly or sitting in the seat of the scornful, right? Or standing in the path of sinners. What is the result of really uh, disciplining ourselves to live like God would have us to live and to think like God would have us to do, to make God's word priority and a delight in our lives and to allow it to grow us up? in the things of God. What is the result of that? That you shall be like a tree planted, hallelujah, by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season is what the King James says. Hallelujah. And the, the Passion Translation says that we will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted, hallelujah, by the brooks of what God is really trying to say to us is when we make God's word our priority, when we make God's word our final, come on y'all, decision and opinion on our lives, we are able to withstand every season and stand in every season of our lives. 
Every season is not going to be, come on y'all, just wonderful and at ease and we're blessed. Some seasons are going to bring challenges and loss. Some seasons, hallelujah, are going to make us question who we are. And then some seasons are going to find us walking confidently in who we are. But God says, I want you to be able to be fruitful in every season. And so God is saying, what you have to do is acknowledge that my word is your life and that you have to stand firm. And it says, we will stand firm like a flourishing tree. But here's the caveat, the context, our environment matters. It says that this tree is planted by the streams of water right? That is, that means that the tree's roots, hallelujah, has gone down far enough to be able to tap into that which is near it, which is water. Plants cannot survive without water. And so God is saying, when we flourish, we flourish and we stand firm because we are planted near our source. <laughs> Y'all, we are not going to be able to stand firm with the, the, seasons and the vicissitudes of life that come that could possibly destroy us or take us out or take us under. We have to stand firm and be planted and rooted in God's word because that is our source. That is our sustenance. That is our food. That is our life. That's what allows us to flourish is because we are tapped in. We are firm. We are rooted, hallelujah, in God's word. Anytime you are far away, <laughs> hallelujah, from God, when we get far in our minds and in our spirits, we are going to wither. We are going to fail. We are going to fall. Hallelujah. We have to stay close to our roots. Our roots have to go down deep and we have to make sure that we are near God's word. God's word is in us. Hallelujah. Woo. That's the only reason and way we can flourish is if we tap into the sustenance and nurture, hallelujah, and source of God's word. Man, oh man, oh man. So that we will bear fruit in every season. And then it has the nerve to say that when we do that, we will never be dry, never faint ever blessed, ever prosperous. And here's the thing. I know that sometimes it feels like we are not in a place where we are being watered sufficiently. But can I tell you, it says that when you are properly positioned and planted by God, you will prosper. You will be able to stand firmly and withstand the vicissitudes of life because you have been planted by God's design, deeply rooted. And here's the thing, as I close y'all, I'm loving this, this is so important. Even when it doesn't look like you are blooming, you are still being fruitful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. If you are where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing, you are being fruitful. Hallelujah. Because here's the thing, even we're talking about fruit. So let's just take an orange, right? An orange and an apple or anything. They do not, it says that they are not uh, ready and ripe all year long. But can I tell you, even if a tree 
that is healthy and flourishing does not look like it's producing fruit, you're in cycles, right? <laughs> so even if the fruit is not evident, does not mean that you are not being fruitful. You are doing what God would have you to do even when it looks like you are not fruitful. God is still working in you so that when it's time to bloom, you will bloom. The tree is always, come on y'all, is always fruitful. It's always producing or preparing to produce. So even when it looks like you're not producing, you're still being fruitful if you're still doing what God would have you to do. So do not judge your life always by what it looks like. My God. <laughs> Because God could be doing something on the inside, preparing for you for your fruit to manifest. Oh my God. Do not judge your life, hallelujah, by what it looks like on the outside, but judge your life by whether you're rooted and planted where God would have you to be and allowing God to nurture you and sustain you. People of God, I'm here to tell you that God wants to do something in our lives if we would just allow God to do it. Amen. And I know even right now where we are in life and in this nation, we don't know what these next two days are going to bring. But hallelujah, I'm so glad that God is still in control. Woo! Hallelujah. And do not judge yourself by your season, but judge yourself by the fruit and what that looks like. Hallelujah. Even though it looks like we might be in a dry season in this earth, God is still working. <laughs> Even though it looks like it, we are not going to faint. We are still ever blessed and ever prosperous. Why? Because we got seed in us <laughs> and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We are created to produce and be fruitful in every season of our lives. Don't get caught up in what it looks like. Be caught up in your faith and in the word of God that God is working in you and through you. Matter of fact, I love Philippians 4.13 because it says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hallelujah. Somebody say in every season. Amen. And here's the thing. We got to read all of it because what he's saying is I know what it means to lack. I know what it means to experience overwhelming abundance. Hallelujah. Then he says, for I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger. And I find the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I'm telling you today, you can be fruitful in every season. Don't judge yourself by the season or what it looks like. Hallelujah. If you are in the will of God, you are producing great fruit. Hallelujah. Because some of it is inner work. All of it is not outer work. Some of it is inner work and it is still just as fruitful. Hallelujah. That I want to be able to stand firm in every season of my life. Hallelujah. And Jesus is our greatest example. Jesus was fruitful in every season, every season, even when it looked like, hallelujah, Jesus was not producing 
fruit. Hallelujah. Yes, he was. He went to the cross for us and it looked like it was over, but Jesus was absolutely producing the fruit of his obedience to God's word. Hallelujah. And guess what is the fruit? It didn't look like it when he was hanging on that cross. It did not look like Jesus was producing fruit. But can I tell you, you are the fruit. I am the fruit. It didn't look like he had won, but he was winning even in that season of suffering. And because he stood steadfast in God's word and stayed connected to God and God's word, it says, hallelujah, that he died, but Guess what? That was not the end. God raised him up with all power. And because he was obedient to God in every season, God gave him a name that is above all names that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I'm here to declare to you that even in your cross season, even in your season, when you got to die to self, God is working in your life, producing fruit that will remain Remain so that you will be fruitful in every season, no matter what it is. Hallelujah. Y'all got to declare that I'm fruitful in every season. It don't matter what it looks like. God is doing a work in me. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm never dry. And I'm not fainting. I'm always flourishing and I'm ever prospering. Hallelujah. I don't lose. I learn. I'm prospering. I am gaining. I am growing. I am trusting. My faith is being released like never before in this season. And I don't know about you, but I declare that every season that God brings me to, whether it's a mountaintop or it's a valley, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm producing fruit. Why? Because true fruit is this joy, love, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self faithfulness, and self-control. That is the real fruit that I'm producing so that I can produce it in every season. Hallelujah. It's not stuff and things, but it's me. It's who I am, how I show up, how I reflect the glory and light of God. I am fruitful in every season. And don't judge me by my season. Judge me by the fruit. Judge how I show up. Judge how I talk. Judge how I live. That's how you know that you are being fruitful in every season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. God, we honor you and we magnify you for this word. Let this be good seed. Hallelujah. No, let me take that back. Your word is always good seed. Let my heart be good soil so that the word that you've given us on today will produce a kingdom harvest. Hallelujah. And somebody can look at our lives and be, and, and we will be an example for somebody else to see and to make a decision that they want that same fruit in their lives as well. God, we thank you. God, we honor you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, and let the people of God shout amen, glory to God, and thank you, Jesus, and say hallelujah, I'm fruitful in every season. <laughs> hallelujah. I got the fruit of the Spirit down on the inside of me, and no matter what season I'm in, it's there. It's available for me to tap into and manifest in my life.
glory, 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 because that's the fruit that will remain. Woo, hallelujah. 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 Woo. Man, the only way you can declare that is if you know what true fruit is. That you are fruitful in every season. It's not about what you have. It's about who you are. Man, oh man. If you are watching this broadcast now or later, I want to invite you to a fruitful life, a productive life. Man, and the only way you can have that is if you are divinely connected to your creator, God, the God who has created you. But can I tell you, we, even as God's creation, sometimes have a tendency to live outside of the will of God. And God has made provision for us to be in relationship with God, even though we sometimes try to live separate and apart from God, our creator. And God says God's plan for us is literally to just acknowledge that. And to what we say, repent, just say, repent to say, God, I'm sorry for trying to live my life separate from you to live my life contrary. You know, maybe I've made the mistake and, and I've walked and allowed my life to be influenced by those who are not connected to you. or walk down a path that you didn't have for me, following somebody else instead of following you. Or maybe I've even mocked the things of God. God says, yeah, we've all fallen short, right? The word says we've all fallen short of God's glory, of God's standard for us, God's best ways for us. And here's the thing. God is no respecter person. We all get to come to God and say, I'm sorry. And God already has made the plan to, to give you full grace and forgiveness. You're forgiven. Just confess with your heart and Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth this, that Jesus Christ came to take on all of my sins. He became the Lamb of God, the one who was willing to give up his life for me so that I would not have to, that I would be forgiven. Right, believe that he came, that he suffered, he bled, he died. But here's the linchpin for it all for us who believe that he got up with all power in his hands and now intercedes for us that we might then live in right standing with God. Man, can I tell you, it's one of the best decisions I've ever made, just transform my whole life to be in what the Passion Translation calls life union with God. If you just pray this prayer, God, forgive me for living outside of your will for my life. And I ask that you just come in and cleanse and wash me. That you, God, will then through the Holy Spirit lead and guide and teach me that I might grow and mature in the things of God, that I would love your word and allow it to govern my life. 
I am rescued. I am saved and I am grateful and my life will show it. In Jesus name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the very first time, amen. Come on, type it in the comments or you can go to Real Power AMEC at gmail.com, realpoweramyc at gmail.com and find that button that says, I want to become a part of the family because you can't do it on your own. You need a family. And can I tell you, Real Power and Pastor Hayes would absolutely just love for you to become a part of our family. Come on in. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. And speaking of family, come on, y'all. Y'all know what we do. It is our time to be a blessing to um, the kingdom of God through real power by supporting it with your financial gifts through tithing, through offering tithe. It's just 10% of what God has given you. You give it to and invest it even as a seed into the kingdom of God that allows us to continue on to do the work that God has called us to do. Amen. You see on the screen, there's four ways you can give. You can go to Cash App at Real Power Dollar Sign, Real Power AME Church. You can go to our website, realpowerandmec.org, hit the give button. You can go to Givelify. Givelify is a free app that you can download and set it up. And in three taps, you have given. Hallelujah. Amen. And you can write a check and put it in the mail. Send it to 10201 Old Indian Head Road in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20772. Not if you give, but when you give, you have four ways to give and we will be so appreciative of it. Matter of fact, it helps us to be present in the community, to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And we are absolutely looking for volunteers even right now as we prepare to adopt a poll. Uh, Real Power is adopting Frederick Douglass High School in Upper Marlboro on Croom Road. We get to spend some hours there on Tuesday supporting those who are coming out to vote. We're not there to tell them who to vote for, but we're there to encourage them. Lines might be long. It might take a while. So we want to serve them give them some water, maybe provide some snacks, right? Just encourage them. So if you want to volunteer and help us to do that, um, please um, reach out, send an email um, to the church. You can respond in the chat here. Um, it doesn't have to be all day. Uh, just give us your information and we'll contact you to let you know what times of the day will be there. Um, but we just want to put some feet to our faith and get out in the community as a faith community to support the community, right? And when you give, you allow us to do those things, to show up, for us to show up and to be a light in the community. Amen. So we're asking that you would do that on today and we will be so grateful. Thank you for the support that you've already given. And we ask that you will continue to do that. Amen. Now, I did not forget, y'all, it is Communion Sunday. Did y'all go run and get your bread and your juice, right, so that we can renew our covenant with God today before we have our benediction, before we close out? Amen. Hallelujah. Just take a moment to center your heart and your mind and your spirit. 
Hallelujah. As we prepare to renew our covenant with God. Hallelujah. God, we thank you for what you have done for us. And as we have prayed in the beginning of our worship experience, we ask that you would cleanse us and prepare our hearts to receive our communion. When you met with your disciples in that upper room before you gave your life for us and for our sins and for our forgiveness, you gathered them and you took the bread and you broke it and you lifted it up to God and you said, thank you. And you invited them to partake of it by saying, this is my body, which is broken for you. Ah, and surely he took all of our sins upon his body, the stripes that he took. He took them for us, for our healing and for our salvation. When we take of it, we partake in God's sacrifice for us. And we say, thank you, take and eat. And it says, likewise, after supper, he took the cup and he lifted it up and he thanked God for it and said, this represents the blood that will be shed for you for the remission, for the forgiveness of your sins. What can wash away my sins? Nothing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood. Take and drink. Come on, let's recite it together. The Lord's prayer, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You have renewed your covenant with God, y'all. You have worshiped God this morning. I invite you to join us at 7.45 and 9.45 and 6 p.m. with Dr. T. Y'all, I know it's a lot going on, but I just wanted to leave this morning with this word from Fred Hammond. It's going to be all right, y'all because we are going to be fruitful in every season of our lives, right? We're going to trust and depend on God's word and make it primary in our lives. It's going to be all right, y'all. Make sure you vote if you have not voted. Amen. If you have your uh, ballot, you got a mail-in, don't even mail it. Go take it in. Find a authorized drop box and drop it off so that your vote will be counted and then pray that God's will will be done. Amen. But no matter what, we're going to be fruitful in every season and do what God says. We're going to be prospering and flourish, blessed, living in the power of God's word. Thank y'all. It's going to be all right. Tell somebody that it's going to be all right. My faith says it's going to be all right. All right. It's going to be all right. Tell your neighbor, come on, type it in before you sign out. It's going to be all right. Yeah, the enemy's coming trying to choke out our faith, but believe that we are rooted and firm in God's word. 
It's going to be all right. Thank you, Tawan. Yes, it's going to be all right. We trust in God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. It's going to be all right, y'all. Because we know who our God is. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be all right with you. It's going to be all right with me. It's going to be all right with us. It's going to be all right with our children. It's going to be all right. Woo! See y'all 745 or 955 or 6. And join us for Real Talk Bible Study on Wednesday at 7. It's going to be all right, y'all. <laughs>